1: If you were asked to come up with the names of a few geniuses throughout history, who would stand out? Lise Meitner, Charlotte Bronte, Rachel Carson? Wait a minute, who exactly are these so-called geniuses? If you're like most people, these are not the names that first popped into your head. Your list may have included men like Albert Einstein, Leonardo da Vinci, Charles Darwin, or Stephen Hawking. But why is that? Is it only because men are geniuses? Hardly. And what makes a person a genius anyway? Is the classification easy to quantify?
2: I think it's very subjective. I think most of the ways that we've used genius or tried to quantify genius in the past, from crazy things like the size of one's head to the things we use now like IQ, have just been found to be over and over again, not very valid. All an IQ test does is determine how good you are at taking an IQ test. And so often, they're also very gendered. And we need to expand our definition of what genius is and who can be a genius.
1: That's Janice Kaplan, author of The Genius of Women, From Overlooked to Changing the World.
2: Let me tell you one historical story about a woman named Lise Meitner who discovered nuclear fission back in the 1930s. And it was a great discovery that won the Nobel Prize, but she didn't win the Nobel Prize. Her male lab partner did, because the men on the Nobel Committee just couldn't imagine that it could be a woman who made this great breakthrough. And when we have these ideas lodged deeply in our heads of what a genius looks like or that it doesn't look like a young woman, then we end up with those great problems.
1: Thankfully, much has changed since the 1930s. And today's science community is determined to mend the mistakes of the past.
2: The good news on the other side of that is that physicists since have recognized what an egregious oversight it was and have started naming things after her. And there's a star named after her and an asteroid. And yes, there is a box on the periodic table named in her honor. And that is very encouraging to realize that Perhaps we're starting to recognize some of the people who have been overlooked for way too long.
1: While Meitner received some past due credit for her discoveries, what's the full breakdown of female scientists who've been recognized for their contributions to the field?
3: Six percent of Nobel Prize winners are women overall. And that boils down to just three in physics and five in chemistry and 12 in physiology or medicine. So very few.
1: That's Catherine Whitlock, author of 10 Women Who Changed Science and the World. In her book, Whitlock hopes to bring attention to some of the brilliant women in science who may have been overlooked. One of these women is the Italian scientist Rita Levi-Montalcini, who won a Nobel Prize in Physiology in 1986. She practiced her craft from her bedroom in Italy while hiding from the Nazis during World War II.
3: She had to flee Rome up into the hills around Tuscany and with the help of her mother and her brother actually assembled a laboratory in what was effectively her bedroom. Nothing stopped her. She was working on her field of research, it was neurology, and she was looking at how neurons, the nerve fibres in the nervous system developed. And She was working with chick embryos and there were some lovely stories about how she would collect eggs from the local farmyard and operate on the embryos at a very early stage to try and discover what was driving the development of the nervous system. And because the food shortages were so great in wartime, she would insist that the family ate the eggs afterwards. So she, and obviously, you know, she was constantly being ostracised for her Jewish background and really had to fight constantly to be recognised.
1: Despite the chaos of war, science and the men and women behind these discoveries persisted. Perhaps the most famous name on Whitlock's curated list is Marie Curie, who was the first woman to win the Nobel Prize and is one of only four people in the prize's history who has won it twice.
3: We talk about Nobel Prize winners and that you could argue is one of the highest accolades in science, but none of these women set out to win a Nobel Prize. And I think we were very struck by three or four shared characteristics that these women had and i think because they were working at a time when it was a difficult for women to work at all and b in particular very difficult to work in science it was hugely male orientated their characteristics really bring out what it takes to succeed both in science and any areas of life and i think the key we've mentioned partnerships they were all hugely tenacious I've often used the word, they had a terrier-like approach. They never gave up digging away, even when, as was frequently the case, the working conditions were absolutely appalling, to the point that Marie Curie died because of her science from radiation sickness.
1: The challenges women like Rita Levi Montalcini and Marie Curie faced during the 20th century are unimaginable in today's landscape. Kaplan says it would have been easy to blame men for the extraordinary achievements of women that have been largely ignored, but that doesn't do anything to solve the problem.
2: It's not just that we live in a patriarchy, but the patriarchy lives in us. It's very hard sometimes to realize how affected we are by the ethos. It becomes the very air we breathe. And so if you're expected to do something and everybody you see around you is behaving in that particular way, it doesn't occur to you that there's something else. Or if it does, it's very, very difficult to achieve. I spoke to so many wonderful women geniuses women doing extraordinary work for this book. But I'm also aware that each one of them had to figure out her own path. We're still at a point where women are achieving things and they're the first woman to do it. And that was kind of startling to me. You think somehow that we're long beyond that.
1: Kaplan says today's big names in science exhibit the same kind of tenacity and positive outlook that female geniuses of the past embodied.
2: They did find over and over again that the women who did succeed had a positive attitude and looked beyond that. And I think if you spend a lot of your time Thinking of yourself as a genius and concerned about what's holding you back, it's very hard to focus on your work, too. I know it's a little bit unfair because it is saying that every woman has got to work this out for herself and figure this out for herself. But victimization, which I think sometimes the feminist movement has taken on a little bit too much now, in my view, has not been a positive for women.
1: Being recognized as a genius isn't a male versus female issue, but rather it's the construction of societal norms that hold people back.
2: I think it's important to understand that many of the traits that we're talking about in men and women are a lot more similar than they are different, and that a lot of the differences are really culturally Enforced, And so much of the neuroscience research now is finding that some of the distinctions we think we make between male and female brains is also pretty unfounded. One researcher said that she has never seen an exclusively male or exclusively female brain, that most brains, all brains, are mosaics of traits. And isn't that a nice way to think of it, that a mosaic is kind of interesting, right? And we all have bits and pieces of who we are. And so if we recognize those, recognize people as individuals, I think we allow everybody to move a lot farther and a lot faster.
1: So the next time you're asked to name a genius, rather than jumping to the stereotypical answer of Einstein or Shakespeare, look further to the names that may have been overlooked. Read up on the contributions of Lise Meitner or Charlotte Bronte or any of the many women named in these books. Janice Kaplan's The Genius of Women and Catherine Whitlock's book, 10 Women Who Changed Science and the World. You can learn more about this topic and all of our guests by visiting our website at radiohealthjournal.org. This segment originally aired on our sister show, Viewpoints Radio, in March of 2020. It was written and produced by Polly Hansen. Our lead producer is Kristen Farah. Our production manager is Jason Dickey. I'm Greg Johnson.
0: Coming up next week on Radio Health Journal...
1: I remember asking my friend, whose wife is a nurse, they both looked at each other and said, that's not good, Gary, you have to get that checked out. The one surprise no one's ever happy to receive.
0: But first, how can we create health equality for all people?
2: We know in the field of medicine that there's abundant evidence of racial and ethnic disparities in healthcare.
0: All that and more on Radio Health Journal. I'm Elizabeth Westfield, host of Radio Health Journal. If you enjoy listening to Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show, Viewpoints, which covers a wide array of topics from education to history to the environment. Here's a preview of what they're covering this week on Viewpoints.
2: Large parts of the coastal area have become very difficult to live in, to grow things in, and to also get fresh water and so on.
3: What will happen when poorer countries begin collapsing from the effects of climate change? Then... Soul music is really the
2: context in which white America is introduced to the Black church tradition. In the 1960s, two record labels shaped the sound of soul music. But the story of Stacks and Motown also tells the story of civil rights. I'm Marty
3: Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in-depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints.
0: Listen to Viewpoints Radio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for joining us this week and every week as we break down the science stories you need to know. You can find all of our past segments and guests on our website, RadioHealthJournal.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and X for daily content. And tune in next week for another edition of Radio Health Journal.